Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Out and About with Antoinette. Now, you know, this is a podcast where I get an opportunity to interview some amazing people who are from in and around the state of Delaware that are doing positive things in their communities. And today, I have a double hitter of special guests. Yes, I have Anne Labalana Clay. She's going to yell at me because I kind of messed up her last name, and Darren D. Rainey Sr. Now, let me tell you a little bit about both of them. Anne is a Delaware Department of Education's Education Associate for Educator Equity and Recruitment. She has 28 years of elementary, secondary, and college prep education experience, not only in Delaware, but also in Pennsylvania. And as a teacher and instructional coach, she's also a mentor and a very proud administrator. She wants to leave a legacy of providing equitable opportunities for every learner by building relationships, capacity, and resilience, one educator at a time. And she's doing some amazing work now. She is now collaborating with my second guest, Darren Rainey. And they've been centering around diversifying the educator workforce in Delaware with special talent acquisition events with future educators at Delaware State University. Now, Darren Rainey Sr. is a veteran. He works in the K through 12 and higher education. He attended Hampton University for his undergraduate studies and received his Master's of Arts in teaching from Relay Graduate School of Education. Now, Darren taught 8th, 9th, 11th, and 12th grade English and has served as an athletic director, grade team leader, and instructional coach. And I could go on, but I want to bring these guys on so they can tell you what they've been doing in collaboration with Delaware State University. Anne and Darren, welcome to Out and About with Antoinette. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having us. That was, thank you for the introduction as well. You know, it's, it's isn't it great when you write out your introduction, but it's not until you hear someone else read it go, Wow, is that me? <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. So Anne and I, Darren, please excuse me because Anne and I go way back. So <laughs> I'm going to start this interview with her because I haven't seen her in such a long time. But you know what? I've been watching your growth. And all I have to say is congratulations because you are doing some amazing things. You are leaving a legacy. You're laying a foundation and you're doing it at my, with my HBCU, Delaware State University. What's going on, Ladybug? Oh, well, thank you so much for all your kind words. Yes, we do go way back. And, you know, part of my growth, uh, not in education, but in uh, podcasting is because of you, right? You are my mentor. And so I really appreciate you having us on today to share a little bit about what we're doing, because what we are doing, and Darren will get to share in a little bit, what we're doing is very impactful. Um, it's, it's, we're not a one and done, right? Darren and I at DSU and, and DOE, have started to develop a relationship, a, a partnership, if you will, 
um, of intentional work around recruiting and then retaining, right? So uh, Darren being um, at the EPP level, um, you know, educator preparation program level is working on that portion of the pipeline, right? And then my role is then to then get them in to the actual schools in Delaware to keep them in Delaware to provide those services at, with teammates um, at DOE in order to help with the retention. And we, we'll get into that in a little bit. But some of the work that Darren and I have been doing this fall included just the other day where um, DSU's education department hosted a half-day PD for their education majors, um, where um, Darren provided for teachers and leaders to serve on a panel to share about what they're currently doing, their why, you know, sometimes it's challenging, but how do I keep going in the profession? All of those things that were so important that I wish I heard when I was at, before I became a teacher, when I first um, was a novice teacher. And so that was very powerful. And then we added in eight panelists um, from our different human resource directors throughout the state of Delaware. So we represented all three counties. They gave um, nuggets about why their LEA or their charter or district is so in is so unique, <laughs> if I might say. Uh, they sold it, right? Um, but then they also took some time to provide some interview tips and were available afterwards to talk to individuals who had some follow-up questions. So between those two and everything else that was involved in that day, the raffles and, and some reflective questioning for those education majors, they really had an opportunity to soak up what it's like to be a teacher, not just a teacher coming out of Delaware State University, but going into one of our Delaware schools, because that's obviously what we're, our whole focus is, um, you know, at this point, we're working on growing our own, right? We want to be able to, uh, you know, have our educators, our future educators stay with us. And we understand we're competing against states that are neighboring us with different salaries. And we're, thank goodness, our legislator, legislatures are taking a look at salaries in Delaware for our teachers because we, we, we need to be more competitive. But beyond that, um, that day and the events that I'm going to continue to share in a second um, really laid a foundation for relationships. I think, and Darren, I'll let you speak to that, but I think the students that day built relationships with eight different, right, eight different districts and charters across our state, uh, teachers that were, again, um, you know, teachers and leaders, excuse me, across our state where they could, first of all, connect with them after that day. But more importantly, they could see the value that the actual um, employees or the or their potential colleagues in the future um, might be. So another event that um, was also awesome 
it was uh, we we also partnered for the Delaware State University football game against Morgan State University. It was a gorgeous day. We had 16 different districts and charters representing there, doing their recruiting. And, um, you know, really they were, we, we call it recruiting differently, right? So, you know, it's one thing to just sit back and hope people come up to you, right? But today you have to get out there. Sometimes you have to do a song and a dance. And so we had a 360 uh, camera there to try to increase the engagement. It was fabulous. Again, having the opportunity to talk one-on-one -on -one with education majors there at Delaware State University and again, building those relationships. If nothing else, they know, oh, okay, I know I can look up this school or this website if I, you know, when I become uh, eligible to, to be employed. So, and then lastly, but not last, because there's never an end, <laughs> but for the fall, for uh, Darren and I, we are going on a free county tour. Oh, that is going to be amazing. And you know, it as, as you're talking, I'm listening. Yes. I don't know if you knew, I actually received my BS degree in elementary education from yes. Delaware State yes. College in 1983. And as you were talking and Darren, you can, you can piggyback on it. I had no idea, you know, what to expect, you know, mm -hmm. getting that degree, walking across the stage and then having a job However, I wasn't equipped because I left after, you know, my first year because the salary was low. My salary at that time was twelve one forty five, wow. and I could not afford anything. And that was Kent County. So had I had someone that said, look, <laughs> this is what to expect. And this is how much you're going to get paid. I might have left and went to corporate America sooner than later. But no. I love that you're saying no, it because it is the reality check. It's a providing the students. Again, back in the 80s, we didn't have as many options mm -hmm. as our now graduates and our, you know, our, our recent alums have. So Darren, I want you to talk to that as well because, you know, we you have to do the rah-rah, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you love teaching. I've always wanted to teach and I'm literally doing that now 40 years later but in a totally different capacity. But how do you, how do you, you know, convince, especially our people, you know, black American, you know, bl black men and black women to go into a school district where perhaps you don't get the support. I mean, cause we've got those three counties. I mean, Delaware is still, mm -hmm. you know, that, that Mason Dixon line thing going on. So you got Newcastle, you got Canton, you got Sussex, and you're going to come up against some, you know, problems, not only with the administration, but, with the students and the parents. So how do, Darren, how do you convince, how do you get the students excited about going into the field of education? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, and I, I, it really centers around just telling my story. Uh, you know, I, I always start, I always say, when everybody asks me about teaching, I tell them it's the best job I've ever had, right? And you're going to have to, you're have to drag me kicking and screaming out of a classroom because I enjoy it so much right and um it's, it's it's something that um sharif el mecki uh who he he's a ceo for the center for black educator development he says right teaching is the purest form of activism right um so when when i'm talking to students right like they they want to have an impact on their community they want to 
um, improve their community. Uh, they see things that are going on um, in the country and around the world, and they want to be able to shape and change it. And I tell them that there is no larger impact that you could have than stepping into a classroom with 30 students, right? Uh, and then when you when you when you measure the impact that a teacher has on the lives of their students and you you multiply that by the number of students that they come in contact with over the year, those students, their families and their, their their brothers and sisters and things like that, right? Like that impact is is vast. And and you can see the students start doing the numbers in their head and they're like, huh, I never thought about it that way. Right. And and that's normally the reaction that I get when I talk to students. Um Oftentimes they're thinking of ways that they can have an impact on mental health and how they can, you know, be a positive role model. And I'm, I always say, well, have you ever thought about teaching? And and interestingly enough, like um, I get a good amount who say, I, I, you know, I thought about it. And then I get the group who's like, you know, I've never actually considered it. But now that you put it that way, I, I think I might think about it. Right. And that's just, just really just lighting the spark, um, the spark of curiosity for students to to just consider it. Um. And that's normally how those conversations go. That's that's how I I get them going and get them thinking and getting them excited about the uh, about the profession. And I do believe that you know each of us have a, has a little education in all of us. I'm like like we know we want to teach you know somebody something. You know we always want to you know teach them. So Anne, you know like you've been in the school district for a while and you've seen those changes. Darren, you know you can't see Darren, but Darren's young. He's really young, you know, he's only been here a minute, but, you know, you've seen the changes in the education system. Can you talk to that? Like, you know, some of the pros, maybe even some of the cons, or if there's anything that haven't changed. Sure. Well, you know, a lot has changed. Um, you know, the fact that Darren's talking about, oh, have you thought about being a teacher because you're concerned about children's mental health? That's huge. Um, social emotional learning, the whole child, all of that is ooh, within the last five to 10 years, depending on where you are in the country. Uh, here in Delaware, that has been a focus, like I said, for about maybe about uh, halfway between that. So maybe seven years, uh, the state on down has made that a focus, but it really has become come into play since the pandemic uh, began. And so those pieces are really important. I think that um, something else that has changed and we're thankful for that. Look at the fact that, you know, that I have the role that I have, right? Educator equity and recruitment, not just recruitment. Okay, that's huge, right? Stepping into that role in August of 2022, right? That role did not exist prior. There were other types of roles and there are other colleagues of mine within DOE that hold equity positions. However, you know, the the um, Secretary of Education, you know, felt that that was important to be able to establish that role. And hence, my brain was like, oh, okay, I need to reach out, right, to our our only, but even if it wasn't, um, you know, our HBCU, because we do have um, an open, a more open mindset across the state about diversifying the workforce. Okay. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask Darren, just because I wanted to say that, it's like, Darren, you know, you know, you know, as you know, we 
We need a diverse. When kids walk in the classroom, they need to see people that look like them on a regular. Why is that so important? I mean, especially when we talk into our male teachers. I mean, it's so amazing. Um, I mean, my favorite show now is like, what, Abbott Elementary? I wish I went to a school like that. It was like so amazing because now you have teachers that can understand. And then I'm seeing online where you know, the kids are being um, given like the DAP, they, they, the hand. I mean, they just feel like, wow, this teacher really cares. Like this is fam. Like that's what an HBCU is, right? You walk on the yard, it's fam. Why can't we get that like with the younger kids? So Darren, you know, talk to that about the diversity and the importance of having that male, African-American male and female role model for when those babies come in that classroom, they're like, yo, that's auntie or that's uncle or grandpa, you know, whatever. I, I would be a mama on my, my way back to school because I'm old. Yeah, no. And I, I think it's, it's, uh, it's, it's very important, especially in the state of Delaware, where you look at the, the student population, right? Like the student population is predominantly student color, students of color, right? Is increasingly become more and more diverse um, in our classrooms and, and the need for us to match that diversity in the teaching forces um, is crucial, right? When we talk about educators of color, there's, there's so many things that educators of color bring to the table. One, it's been pr- proven through data and statistics and research that educators of color holds students of color to a higher level of expectation, right? Um, there are lower student referrals, student behavioral referrals, right? And suspensions when there are educators of color in the classroom. Um, student outcomes and student achievement increases when there are educators of color in the classroom. Um, and and you, you brought the point about HBCUs. There's actually a, a, a recent study, I think it was from Stanford, um, that that show that educators from HBCUs, regardless of race, actually have higher levels of student achievement, right? Uh, with their their students. Um, so, like when we, when we talk about the the cultural aspect, right? Seeing someone that looks like you, um, seeing someone who who understands um your your culture your background it has some connection to your experience um and also you know has the cultural competency to be able to learn and uh from their students and and adapt to the different situations that are presented in a classroom right it it leads to an overall better educational experience for students right which leads to higher academic outcomes for students that is so great. And again, you know, I, I know we can have this conversation and I know you just want to talk about this because you're doing such great things. And that's why when I saw what I saw, I reached out to you immediately like, yo, I need to get you on the show so we can talk about what, you know, the state of Delaware is doing in the school district, and especially in today's world. So we're going to take a quick break and we come back. You, and you, you talked about a few things previous events, but I want you guys to talk about some upcoming events, perhaps going into 2023 um, and how, you know, that quest, I mean, I know this is your mission and your vision and how we can support, whether we're business owners or parents or just concerned citizens, how we can help you, you know, in this quest of making sure that, you know, the state of Delaware, Delaware State University and our babies, our kids are, you know, given opportunities to to succeed because that's all that's all it's really about so we're going to take a quick break and come back 
We're going to continue that conversation, but don't forget you can find and follow me on all my social media platforms by using the link tree ID, A Blake Enterprises. Are you ready to join the billion dollar podcasting industry? If so, Blake's Booth Podcasting Studio is ready for you. Whether you're just starting out and have no equipment or you are a seasoned pro but need help with production, Blake's Booth Podcasting Studio has everything you need. Conveniently located in Middletown, Delaware, Blake's state-of-the-art production facilities make producing your first or 100th podcast a breeze. No matter what kind of project you have in mind, the professionals at Blake's Booth Podcasting Studio can help with your production or give you the tools to produce it on your own. At the heart of Blake's Booth Podcasting Studio is award-winning blogger, vlogger, and CEO Antoinette Blake. And her goal is simple, to help one more entrepreneur be successful. So stop making excuses and start making your podcast, audiobook, e-course, and other online dreams come true. Call Blake's Booth Podcasting Studio now. 302-261-3530. That's 302-261-3530. Have you put in place the tools and marketing strategies that will drive the revenue and growth outcomes for your business? Are you looking to expand your brand and image nationally and globally? Commercials, podcasting, graphics, and marketing support are just some of the ways we can dress up your business for prime time. We are EliteConversations.com. To learn more about us, Check us out at EliteConversations.com, our website, email us at ecpodcastmedia at gmail.com, or call us at 301-900-5703. There are many people that need to know about the wonderful products and services you have to offer. Let Elite Conversations help you to get the word out. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Antoinette Blake, the CEO of A. Blake Enterprises, and here on Out and About with Antoinette, every week on a Wednesday, I am interviewing a guest. But today I have two guests from in and around the state of Delaware who are doing positive things in their communities. And before the break, we were talking about the importance of having teachers, educators, parents, administrators of color, especially in our school where our babies are coming in for the very first time, they're being educated. And we, you know, with all that's going on and we're not even going to, you know, talk about the pandemic because this, you know, people are gonna be listening to this podcast many years from now and they'll say podcast, they'll say pandemic, what? You know, so we're not even gonna talk about that, but you know, our mental health is so very important. So we hear it, Anne, we hear it, Darren, you know, recruiting, retaining teachers of color. Why is it so important now, especially now in today's world? Okay, so one of the things that I wanted to actually continue from uh, your, your conversation before the break is that Darren mentioned about how the teachers of color hold students up to a higher expectation but the research also shows that students of color hold themselves up to a higher level of expectations when they feel like they have representation, a sense of belonging, um, et cetera. So I, I really wanted to just add that in. I, I 
completely agree Definitely. with what you're saying, Baron. Um, I think that what we're seeing, and and it and it's not just recruitment we want to retain. And and again, Darren is more of an expert on this than I. Um, it, we're missing the representation, as he said, right? Uh, which then leads to so if I'm a teacher of color, I might be the the only or a very small group in my school, which is not an issue, right? But that might be the case. That just might be the reality. If I'm um, an African-American male, I really might be in that same boat, right? That's more likely to be. That's not an issue. That in itself is not an issue. What the issue is, is the culture of the building that then supports that teacher of color, right? So that means there has to be more than a surface level onboarding and mentoring and, you know, et cetera. There has to be something where there's a true sense of belonging and those building of real relationships, which means that sometimes at the building level, district level, et cetera, there have to be those powerful conversations, crucial conversations about bias um, you know, about being, um, you know, the only one in a building, right, um, et cetera, only person of color in a building. There have to be conversations about that sometimes. Some some districts and, and buildings are, are in great shape. Um, but, you know, if that culture is not there, there's often um, a higher attrition rate for teachers of color. And then, in addition to that, and again, <laughs> Darren is the expert, um, but in my opinion, then in addition to that, there needs to be maybe a mentor of color or an affinity group or something within that school and or um, charter district so that, you know, not only am I, I can be the only one in the building, right? But I know I can connect with somebody who's sharing those same experiences and it's not going to take me, you know, a year until I see them, right? There's something that should be ongoing um, within the building or within that district. Darren, you speak to, to this topic. Yeah, I, I think when we think about the the retention uh, side of this, right? Like it, it, it really comes down to being in a space where you feel you belong, right? As an educator, and I, and I can speak from my experience uh, as a black male educator, right? Like I, I stayed at my my school um, where I taught at uh, for the time that I was there because I felt like I belonged there. I felt a part of a, I felt like I was a part of a community um, who, who was rooted in a purpose, uh, you know, to serve children. Um, and provide the, the best education experience for children that we could provide, right? Um, and, 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 and we think back throughout history, right? Like le learning and teaching, it's a communal process, right? You know, they say it takes a village to raise a child. And like that applies to the school as well. And when educators don't feel like they belong in that village or they are a part of that village, they leave because mm -hmm. they're searching, they're searching for that community, right? Um, and, 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 the, the culture of a building, um, the, the organizational culture that, that is established by those leaders oftentimes dictate whether educators stay at that school or they decide to pick up and go elsewhere. And that is so true. But not, and what I love, you know, again, because 
our children need us. They need to see us. They need to know that we support them because they are our legacy. They're the ones that we're leaving this world to. And we read it all the time. We see it all the time. I mean, you know, that, that could be a whole topic for a whole nother show, right? Um, but we're positive today. We're, we're going to be positive today because I'll, you know, I'll just go off and be like, no, 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 whatever. But no, I mean, that is why, again, I am so glad that you guys are working not only with the state of Delaware, but with, you know, my, my uh, DSU to make sure that our students, you know, that are there, that are in the education field, as well as our alum who makes, you know, recent alum that's just getting out there and feeling, you know, what do they want to do? What, you know, are they going to go back? Because a lot of people, you know, go into one field and then end up teaching because that's their calling. You know, everybody has a calling. So that's a great thing. So I want to make sure that we can get a hold of you guys so that we can help you. Um, give us some contact information, whether it's a website or a social media platform or a telephone number or whatever, so that we can reach out to you and say, hey, Ann, hey, Darren, how do we help you help our children, help our grads, help our alum, help our teachers? Such a great question. Um, so I can be, you can email me and then I'll give you my phone number. Um, it's ann dot H-L-A-B-A-N-G-A-N-A hyphen, got to put the hyphen in, play C-L-A-Y at D-O-E dot K-12 dot D-E dot U-S. You can tell I've spelled it a lot of time. I stretched it out for you. Um, I could also be contacted. I'll give you my number, but um, I could also be contacted on LinkedIn. So it is my first and last name. And I'm um, going to put all these links in the show notes. So you don't have perfect. to. Yeah. So if you like, but, but if someone's listening to this right now, like, okay, I got to go send her an email because something right. popped in my head or call you. Exactly. Here's my number. It's 302-379-7112. And I'm open to people reaching out to me about educator equity, recruiting, retention, uh, wanting to partner, um, you know, on other ways that maybe we're not thinking about as far as, like you said, businesses and things, because I know our work is not done, Darren. So, um, you know, we want to be able to be open to that. And Darren, how do we get a hold of you? If we, you know, after this, before they get the show notes, it's like, I need to reach out to Darren. <laughs> help me. Yeah. I, so you can find me on, uh, you know, social media, uh, my Twitter and Instagram, Darren Deshay, uh, D-A-R-R-E-N-D-Y-S-H-A-Y, both on Twitter and Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn. I was just Darren Rainey. Um, you can also email me at D-Rainey, D-R-A-N-E. I-N-E-Y at D-E-S-U dot E-D-U, or you can reach out to me by phone at 302-582-8975. So those are all the ways you can contact me. Awesome. Awesome. And again, I'm going to put all of this in the show notes. And what I'm going to ask of you guys before I let you go is in between time, because, you know, there's lots going on. You're going to be having events and activities. And this you know, this podcast will be published and then it'll be on my blog. So I want you to keep us informed 
of anything that's going on, you know, next week, week after, and especially going into 2023, you know, because that's right around the corner. Um, so, you know, keep us posted because we want to be able to help you because, again, helping our future is leaving that legacy. And that's the most important thing ever. And I said it before and I'll say it again. Our gift from God is life. And what we do with that life is our gift back to him. So we got to do a give back. And before I let you go, you have to give me a wow. Words of wisdom. I ask all my guests, you got to give me a wow. Leave us with a wow. And this time I'm going to start with you, Darren. Give me your wow. See, he didn't think I was going to come to him first. So Darren's going to give us a wow first. And then Anne's going to give us her wow. Uh, so my wow, to, to not, it's always, you know, anyone who's thinking about education or is on the on the fence. Right. Uh, I, I, I always say that we we as adults, we set the model for our children to follow. Right. Um, it is very important that we understand that what we do, what we say, how we carry ourselves, the values that we live out, our children are always looking at us. And if you want to have and if you care deeply about um, our youth and the next generation in the future, uh, like like I said earlier, the number one way to have impact is to is is to be in a, be with our youth, right? Um, and it, it doesn't always have to be as a teacher, but volunteer. Um, go 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 help out at school. Schools need uh, you know, after school help. Um, clubs, sports. Go coach a team. Um, our 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 children. I tell people all the time they are they're geniuses. They're just they just need guidance and direction from um you know uh some some really great adults so be that be that person be that person go back and tap in with our youth and, and help lead the next generation to the future that we want to see that's my wow <laughs> and well that's a tough one because i have to follow darren now no but seriously um you know i think of the word legacy that's something that's really important to me and it's not my legacy it's the legacy of the generations coming right my legacy is already being built in front of us um but the work that we're doing today that impact that we're making today the purpose of that is to touch each and every student and teachers' lives, um, you know, so that they can then continue that legacy and touch another and touch another and touch another. And Darren mentioned that earlier today. It's a ripple effect, right? The work that we do today is a ripple effect. So we need to make it as positive and, right, impactful as possible. So every day, every day, our mission, and I know I speak for Darren as well, is to put that put our finger in the water and watch the watch the positive ripples um expand it's been a beautiful sight yeah that's great thank you guys so very much for joining me today you know it's so important again that we are positive role models because we won't see it right in our lifetime these these children will grow up and go on and they'll be saying you know Miss Ann did this or said that, or Mr. Darren said this or did that. And this really made a difference in our life. And we may never know. We may never know. We'll never hear about it. But at least we know we're doing the best that we can do. So I am so glad and so honored that I have you both on today. I uh, thank you for joining me. Um, I'm wishing you all a wonderful week. 
And may God continue to bless you, your mission, and your vision. Thank you. Yes, thank you. And I want to thank you all for listening to today's episode of Out and About with Antoinette, because every week I have the honor and the privilege of interviewing a guest or guests from in and around the state of Delaware who are doing great things in their communities. And if you'd like to be a guest or you know someone that would be a good guest for Out and About with Antoinette, please send an email to info at ablakeenterprises.com. And don't forget, you can find and follow me on all my social media platforms, including my blog and my vlog by simply using the Linktree ID, A Blake Enterprises. Thank you for listening and please share this podcast link with your family, your friends, your bae and your boo too. And until the next time, stay smart, stay safe and stay social because I will see you in cyberspace. See ya, it's the D.E. Diva, a.k.a. the Delaware Blogger, wishing you and yours a beautifully blessed day. Thank you and bye-bye.